0: Welcome to Identity Matters Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Finney, and I will be your speaker today. Every believer needs to understand who they are in Christ. In our series, Identity Theft, we'll do just that. Help each believer truly know who they are in Christ. Thank you for joining us. This is part A. We welcome our podcast listeners tonight. We have been going through an exciting miniseries. It's called Betrayal, the Kiss of Judas. I have never received the kind of feedback that I have received on these past two miniseries. First one being the topic of gossip what that gossip can do. The series was actually called You Got Hate Mail. Anyone who's interested in the Hebrew and Greek breakdown about gossip, it would be good for you to go back a few podcasts and listen to those. The You Got Hate Mail has already won two awards in respects to our email company that we use. One of our latest emails that we put out there which kicks off our Betrayal series. It's hitting some very serious high numbers. And the reason why numbers are very important to me and the ministry is because the simple facts are, according to Hebrew code, that is 90% of the people that are born stay on the wide path. And 10% are willing to walk on the narrow path. That's our gold brick road that we use with the children. The odds are the larger the numbers, the more numbers we're going to reach of that 10%. So I am always hunting for more ways to increase the numbers. I know I get rejection in regard to our focus on numbers, and I just want to let you know that that is part of our goal. Not for the sake of the numbers, but for the sake of the transformed lives. You talk to a few people, there's only going to be fewer people that are going to receive the message. You talk to a lot of people, and you will receive a greater percentage of people that are actually going to receive the truth. So we welcome our listeners. If you are brand new to our podcast, I encourage you to just scroll back and see some of the earlier podcasts. We have 800 plus podcasts posted. Many of those have got outlines that come with it. You click on the PDF and you will literally see these slides that our local people are going to be watching tonight. You can also contact me for the actual PowerPoint file if you want to teach these messages to your church as many of our teachers do in India and Kenya Liberia, and other countries. Please feel free to contact me about any creative ideas that you might have on reproducing God's material in the format that we're using. I always like to give my basic theological proclamation before I move on into the message, and here it is. My primary objective is to equip individuals through the believer's identity in Christ, all based on the message of identification with Christ in His death, burial, resurrection, and of course His ascension. My passion is to deliver this message to a worldwide audience by making use of the internet, live presentations, writing, podcasting, and through the effective use of media. If you go to our YouTube channel, you're actually going to find over a hundred inspirational productions that we have put together. Some of them are strictly music songs. Some of them are strictly inspirational films. Some of them are teaching productions. But we have a lot of resources available through our YouTube channel. We don't promote it very much or very often you will find, if you're more of a visual learner, you'll find those resources there. Last week, we talked about not returning evil for evil. By the way, this series today is 171 of the Identity Matters podcast. What that actually means is that there's 171 posted messages on identity and how it matters, but this is actually a mini-series underneath that that we're going through called Betrayal, the Kiss of Judas. So last week, we talked about not returning evil for evil. We also talked about the Hebrew definition, concepts, and principles of betrayal, And it basically goes into one basket. It's a person of chaos. It's what comes out of chaos. So anytime that you betray anyone, including yourself, you are functioning out of chaos. The best thing for the enemy to do to your mind is to get your mind fragmented where you can't think straight. To get your mind functioning out of chaos. Once your mind functions out of chaos, it is impossible to hear truth. You need to understand that. It is impossible to hear truth. In fact, my experience is, in over 40 plus years of ministry, is when you speak truth to a person of chaos, and they go away, And they tell some other people what they heard in church or what they heard in the counseling or what they heard you speak to them is not even close to what you said. Because it goes into this filter of chaos. Their minds are so chaotic that it gets mixed in with dark thoughts. It gets mixed in with chaos. And when it finally comes back out, It is what we classify as twisted truth. It's the technique of Satan. It's what he did in the garden. He took Eve's righteous words, he added a few to it, he mixed it up a little bit, threw it back at her, and guess who got caught in the snare? The one who gave Satan the truth to start with. Humans are losers unless they have the indwelling life of Christ. That's the facts. We have no ability to discern in our chaos. This is a very important topic. We also talked about betrayers refuse to care for family members. The very first person you're going to reject if you are in a bad mood is the person you're closest to. Oftentimes that's family members. You think it's a safe place to dump your trash because they won't be disloyal to you. The fact is, is when a family member does pull the plug on loyalty, it's usually permanent. But when a friend pulls the plug on loyalty, it oftentimes is temporary until they get over it. Rejection in family is the most damaging and long-term ramifications that actually occurs because of the personal connection to that family member. The closer you are to the person, the longer it takes for you to get over it. That's the key principle. We also talked about Hebrew for quarreling. The actual word is Madan. Madon actually means judgment. And if you break it down into the pictorial Hebrew, it actually means you believe you're the doorway to life. Now, someone who's quarreling and thinks that they are like this doorway, the answer, that's why they quarrel as they're trying to prove to you that they have the right answers. But if you bring the scriptures before them and have them compare their thoughts in deeds to the scriptures, guess who loses? The word of God. Every time. You cannot confront a person of chaos because their minds and their lives are filled with darkness. It'll get twisted. It's like throwing something into a tornado. So these are important Details we need to understand and walk through before we try to deal with someone who is a betrayer. There's no one in this auditorium tonight that does not have someone in their life that is not betraying them. We all suffer betrayal. And there's even listeners listening that are people of betrayal. They smile on the outside and they're filled with betrayal on the inside. So we need to address this. People who quarrel are also a people that just simply have a great passion to argue. You know, some people, when you just take a few moments, do you realize to present truth to people, it usually takes less than three minutes? You can take the most complicated piece of truth and present it to someone in less than three minutes. Here's a classic example. Millennials, if you're listening, listen very carefully. You can take someone who is so entrenched in multiple gods, in interfaith, in multiple faiths, and believes that all these pathways lead to one God. They are so firm in that belief. They write books about it. They do television shows about it. They have radio shows about it. They have churches built around it. But here's the key. When you sit down and talk to this person, it takes you less than a minute to say, do you understand? That no man comes unto the Father except through Jesus Christ. In order to go through Jesus Christ, you'll have to be indwelt by him. Less than a minute. Some of the most profound truth of eternity just came out of my mouth. The very reason and purpose why Jesus Christ came to this earth, I just gave you in 38 seconds. Now I'm going to get a 602 292 2982. Text me with your liberal theology. We need to talk. The answers are so simple, it's mind bending. But those who have a collective nature, a coexistent nature, a multiple God nature, are not going to get it. They will call you narrow-minded, they will call you all kinds of things, but the simple fact is, they're not going to get it. It's like throwing pearls into a tornado. God only knows where they're going to end up, but they'll never get to the core. Do you understand that? That principle in weather is the same principle in dealing with the enemy and those who are functioning in chaos with the enemy. Before we actually get into the message, let's talk about our book of the week. Rebecca English is a very dear friend of my mentor. I have not met her personally yet. I certainly hope to, Rebecca. But she is a profound writer, period. She's an exchange life writer. But she's put together this devotional book that has a collection of multiple writers. Dead guys and the alive guys, right Jane? Mostly dead guys. Dead guys are always safe to quote. Yeah, since the millennial generation, by statistics, it's proven that you cannot hold their attention span longer than four minutes. That is the YouTube standard when you go and get advice from the YouTube people, and I have. They say, do not make an inspirational clip longer than four minutes. Or you're going to lose people. So these devotionals are great because you can read them within four minutes. To that I say awesome. Well done, Rebecca. And I hope that many people will go to our website at www.iomamerica. Go to the drop-down menu of resources. You'll see Book of the Week. Click on Book of the Week. We have it all right there for you. We'll send you directly to her site. You can order the book. We get no profits from this book. Let's open our Bibles to Romans chapter 12, verses 17 through 21. Our scripture for today says this, Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him, and if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so you will heap burning coals upon his head. Do not become overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You may be seated. This is the same scripture that we had last week. And it will probably be the scripture we use next week. There's so much meat in this tiny little passage that for us to be able to digest this steak, this meat, there's no milk in this passage. This is a very difficult passage to understand unless you have the Spirit of God revealing it to you. It is easier to say, do not return evil for evil, because it's a popular saying through the generations. But you know what? In the slightest form of evil, which is white evil, there's dark evil and there's white evil. Dark evil is just basically returning revenge by saying, I don't like you, I'm going to kill you. It's about as dark as it goes. White evil is smiling on the outside while you have a pocket knife in your pocket, waiting for the hug. And as they're hugging you and you're smiling with the hug, they pull out the knife and do the Hebrew definition of betrayal, which is stab in the back. It is not a cultural statement. It is an actual Hebrew definition of betrayal knife in the back. That's the worst kind because you never know who's going to hug you or kill you. You just don't know because the behavior is so fake and it's been replicated to look Christian and in reality it is the good side of evil. So this is a very important passage for us. Here's our quote. Vengeance is classically viewed as harsh acts that affect the human body, such as murder. Problem is, this is the furthest thing there is from truth. We who live in the Western civilization cover our murder with kindness. In fact, did you know that you can actually Love a child to death. You ever heard that term? That phrase? Oh, I just love you to death. That's murder. You can give someone so much love that it will kill them. It will send them to their grave thinking they have everything that they need. When in reality, the only thing that they need before they go to the grave is to hear those words that Jesus speaks so often all over the world that even as I am preaching on it now, there are probably hundreds, if not thousands of pastors preaching on what I'm going to say next. Behold, no man comes unto the Father yet by me. Christ's saying that. You see, that one entrance, that one ticket that is being offered people, will set them free. We're not saved by the love of God, millennials. We are not saved by the love of God. There is no scripture that supports this. We are saved by the life of Jesus Christ. There's no other way to enter into victory except for through Jesus Christ. Christ. The world has it all backwards. We are a love-fest society. We think there's love in sex. We think there's love in physical stroking. We think there's love in companionship. We think there's love in homosexual relationships. We think there's love in... Unequally yoked marriages. We think there's love, and the list goes on and on and on. See, as long as we love each other, you're all going to go to hell. But see, if we get indwelt by the love of God, who is God, 1 John, for God is love, then when we love someone else, we're into some good stuff. That's meat. So I am not disregarding love because it actually is one of God's names. I'm talking about this fake stuff we're throwing around and if someone doesn't love you like you want to be loved, guess who reaches for their pocket knife? Betrayal. It's a big problem. We learn in the pictorial Hebrew that the word vengeance, nakam, is the action that follows chaos. So you have chaos, you have what comes out of chaos, and then you have the action of chaos. Betrayal is the action that comes out of chaos. You see, Judas came out of chaos. His whole background was chaotic. How in the world did he end up being one of the 12 disciples? Now you may not know your Bible history very well, which is really continuous history. Continuous history means that you are in the motion of existing history that was pre-established long before you were born. You're just in the timeline of continuous history. That's why when John was pulled up into the heavens and he got to see all this stuff to write down the book of Revelation, he was seeing continuous history, which is how God sees it. God is not bound by the clock. He invented the clock to bind you from understanding him in the future. So you will have to trust The present. That's critical. And John got to see this wide scope of continuous history at one time. So he was writing down things that wasn't going to happen until 2020. That is amazing. Satan does not have continuous history sight. He's bound by the past and he can't touch the present. He's always a second behind. Do you understand that? He has no clue what's going to come out of my mouth now. He is a God of the past. God is a God of the past, present, and future. So someone who comes out of chaos, they were predestined, as Judas was, he then became this man of chaos. And then he's a part of the significant 12. You want to know how significant these 12 are? You ever heard of the New Jerusalem? There's 12 gates in the New Jerusalem. And above each of those gates is a name of a disciple. But not Judas. Judas. Because Jesus looked at him and said, You are of the devil. Later, he says, You are filled with Satan, not a demon. Satan. This man was in bad shape. He was the one who came from chaos. He was chaos. And betrayal is that action. Nakam. The action of chaos you betray someone you are of nakam and you will pay the cost your life will deteriorate so quickly Well, you may be 27 years old but you're going to feel like you're 85 you may even die at 30 most do nowadays do you know the lifespan of millennials is so incredibly short they don't know what to do Because they're drugged out, beat out, stretched out, sexed out. It is crazy what they're up against in this generation. And it's aging their bodies quickly. But I'm sad because those of you who just heard my words will not remember them before you sleep. Chaos will not allow you to. Your mind has to be cleared up by the life of Christ. It's the only way. But try to hang in there and listen to the rest of the podcast. 602-292-2982. Hebrew customs reveal that vengeance is to reveal, disclose, divulge, tell, give away, leak, unmask, expose, bring out in the open spill, kiss, tell a secret, and sell a family member to the enemy. That's quite a dictionary term being defined. The biggest one of course, you say, where in the world these Jews get this sell your family member to the enemy. You see, that is what Judas did. He sold his spiritual father for thirty pieces of silver. That is the Jewish, that's how this story was constructed by the living God, is he literally constructed it right out of the Hebrew, pictorial Hebrew that was written long before they knew the names of their first patriarchs. These definitions were already in place. And Judas literally demonstrated it. The kiss to the Jews means the seal if it's kiss during a marriage ceremony, it's not that silly ring that seals you. Nothing to do with the ring. only thing this ring represents in marriage is that the everlasting, eternal, never-ending commitment and love you have towards each other. And when it goes on that finger, left finger is the same thing in the Hebrew as the left shoulder, It is basically an agreement between the humans. But see, God has a whole different thing with the kiss. It is an anointed, commissioned, promised symbol. So what has Satan done? He has worked it into our culture to the point that we have people kissing on their first date. In fact, they don't even call them dates anymore. They're just lonely and they want physical affection. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. Popcorn leads to a pop kiss. And of course, sex on the first date, that's humorous. There are no standards anymore. Because anything that has got an internal, symbolic seal to it, Satan has diluted it in our society in our culture the kiss is the seal you may kiss the bride it is the seal of God that is going to be made what is bound on earth is going to be bound in heaven when that kiss takes place there is an eternal seal that occurs That's why there is to be no kissing unless you're going to do some sealing. Even the mafia has got a little thing about the kiss. If you get a kiss on both cheeks, you're in good shape. You receive the seal of the family. You get a kiss just on one cheek, you're dead. So I can do this in many, many cultures in regard to the kiss. It has historically always meant a seal, a promise. I will do this. But we take it so lightly that when Judas kissed Jesus, we're kind of like, well, that's kind of weird. No, nothing weird about it. He was kissed by the lips of Satan. 602-292-2982. Let's look at betrayal and kiss a little bit closer. The kiss became the double-edged sword. There's two types of kisses. There's Most think it's, it's just a friendly little peck, and there's a passionate kiss. That is not correct. The double-edged sword is all kisses are passionate. Whether you're kissing your child, or whether you're kissing your spouse, it is a statement of passion. I'm passionate about loving you. The other kind of kiss is, I'm going to kill you. It's where the Italians get this. The kiss of death is a commitment that they're going to finish the action from the kiss. So you see, Jesus could not be put into the hands of the enemy until the kiss. And that's how the officials, the soldiers, knew that this was Jesus because if Judas was not willing to sell his spiritual father to the enemy, it would have never happened. They waited until the kiss of death. There are some of you who've had affairs with people, and that kiss that you gave someone turned to death. They became the biggest betrayer in your life. You know exactly the double edged sword that I am speaking of. So let me ask you a question How did you guys feel? Everyone's had a, a kiss from a Judas, okay? How did you feel? The last time that you were kissed by a Judas. Well, at my older age of 62, with some guys I actually mess around with them. And I'll kind of look around them like this and hopefully I get the, what you're looking for? And I, and I say a knife. and Then I'll say, to be perfectly honest with you, I get the sense you despise me. Why do you want to hug me? You see, we're so used to using terms and words that seem to work for us. We self-lie so we can be reliant on what we say is the truth when in reality someone standing in front of you can have complete discernment that you're a person of betrayal. I can smell it a mile away. I watch people and I go, look at the betrayal going on there. They're shaking hands, or smiling, or doing their little hugging thing, and I'm aware of knowledge of how they feel towards each other. It's lies. It's satanic. But I know a darkened mind has no clue what I'm saying. Not a clue. You've been listening to Identity Matters podcast. We appreciate having you join us today. Feel free to log on to our website at www.iomamerica.org. We have lots of resources available for you on the believer's identity in Christ. Again, thank you for joining us.